Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. We know your life will be changed for the better by listening to God's word. If you'd like to know more about Trinity Beaumont or contribute to our ministry, please visit www.trinitybeaumont.com. Um, something that, uh, that is very near and dear to my heart is, um, coffee one and, uh, family. Thanks so much, bro. Is, uh, the, uh, the one thing that, um, goes on and on forever. If you hadn't, uh, realized we're all born again into the family of God. And, uh, that's what makes the kingdom of heaven so special is because we're all one, one big giant family. And I know there's a part of us, um, whether we like to admit it or not, that family just drives us crazy. Um, for some of us, it's um, more challenging than others, especially during uh, different seasons. But um, I just like to pray over uh, what God's given me to just release today. So I got to just thank you for uh, your Holy Spirit. Um, you're the only spirit that's welcome here. And uh, we just continue to say that we could just give you the whole room and um, just pray uh, by divine um, ordinance and uh, proclamation that uh, we have ears to hear, Lord, uh, eyes to see into the spirit and our hearts to know who you are. Uh, that fear has to go, uh, that, that every man would be freed today in your presence, because where your spirit is, Lord, there is liberty. And we just thank you for it right now in Jesus' name. Come on. Jesus said you would know the truth and it would set you free. But I think it's better translated that he would set you free because Jesus said, I am the truth. Anyways, that's a little side note. I'll give you that one for free. But um, many years ago, um, gosh, even before I uh, moved here, um, the Lord started doing something in my heart um, where I just like people. I just like being around people. I just really like um waiting on people. I was a waiter for many years um, in Kansas and then even in uh, Tulsa, uh, three years at this restaurant called Abuelos. And when I uh, started at this restaurant, um, I was a chief sinner um, selling drugs. And, you know, I don't think I can get arrested for that now. Let's hope not. Um, Without hope, you know, ultimately, you know, living in a world of darkness. How many of you guys been there? Maybe some, t- some days you feel like it still. And um, it was one of those things that I, uh, I didn't know a way out. I didn't know if there was a way out. And then um, one night it just suddenly occurred to me that, that um, giving my life to Jesus was the only plausible reality that could uh, possibly exist going forward. And even though I dealt with uh, suicidal thoughts, um, and I, I have since then, you know, a handful of times, um, he never promised it was going to be easy, but he did promise that he would be with us, and he would make us overcomers. He would, he would be an overcomer for us. And um, after I gave my life to Jesus, and I got filled with the Holy Ghost the next night, come on, make some noise. 
for the Holy Ghost, right? Come on, he's the, he's the, the difference maker. I'd tried it many times, but I, I'd you know, never been able to quit smoking. I quit cold turkey. And, um, you know, just all those things overnight gave up, you know, masturbation, addiction to pornography, just all those things that are just terrible um, that we deal with in the world. And I'm sorry, I, I just remembered we have kids in the service today. Sorry, parents. Um, I'm going to try and be a little more sensitive. Uh, I, I received hope. It was right before Thanksgiving. And hope entered in my heart again. I remember just laying in bed thinking, like, wow. Like, life was, was fresh. It was brand new all over again. And I went back to work singing. And it was so beautiful. I didn't even care if I got stiffed. I didn't. I gave that first week tithes. I had five or seven dollars left over. I was like, wow, God's word is true. I have more than enough. I didn't know a thing. I got thousands of dollars in my bank accounts a day. God's never failed. And I just, I just watch people all the time. Just loving them, just so beautiful. Drive me crazy. Tutti, you know what I'm talking about. People come in, they order something that's not on the menu. You're like, what is wrong with you? That's what I used to think. But um, I used to wait tables down here for a short period of time at Papados. And some people would come in and they would do that. They'd be like, I'm so sorry. I got a difficult order. I said, please, you know, if everybody were the same, life would be so boring. You know, next time somebody gives you a hard time for being, you'd be like, hey, listen, you know, you're welcome. I'm what makes my, my life and your life so special. God made us so unique. And, you know, family drives us crazy because we're all unique. But that is the beauty of family is that we are uniquely made in God's image. Even though we, we see and we hear differently, it's what, it's what, it's how God made us. And I'm not saying to prefer preference or personality over others. Please don't misunderstand me. Um, it's easy to take um, what you prefer and think that's most important. But that's the world's way to prefer yourself over others. And so um, as time went on, I uh, met my uh, beautiful bride. And uh, we got engaged and got married and are living happily ever after in Beaumont now for uh, nine years. We moved here in 2012 and three days after we got married. And um, my life was turned upside down. I didn't know anything about ministry. Is that all right if I just tell you a little bit of a story today? It's okay. Um, and uh, got, you know, just blessed to be a part of the, the Cameron family household. Really, you know, mom just took me under her wing. Uh, Caitlin always said I, uh, I was her favorite. It's true. For those doubting. The favorite one. I got an Amazon list to prove it. That's what it was named. I didn't make that name. And, um, you know, she drove me crazy, that lady. 
I just, I didn't understand why Caitlin wanted to be over there at her house every Sunday after church. Um, I didn't have that kind of relationship with my parents. Anybody else? Got married, moved out, or grew up, you know, whatever, and you're like, all right, see you later. You know, you're around them on the holidays, and that was it. But since then, I've worked really hard at developing a relationship with my family because I've, I saw the value of what it meant to be together, to live in harmony. And I think that my message today that I really hold near and dear to my heart is just a message about family and about why family is so unique in relation to the kingdom of God why it's so necessary, and how we each as individuals and both corporately um, have a role to play as God's family in bringing in the last harvest. How about that? We're just going to need the Holy Ghost to help me. Um, Not long after Caitlin and I moved here, and I don't know what's going on. I'm like, ministry, marriage... I mean, it was all new to me, you know, a whole new town. We didn't know anybody here. She knew people that she'd grown up with. And we, um, we moved away from someplace special to follow the call of God on our life. Uh, because when, when I prayed about coming down here, uh, instead of finishing what I felt like the Lord had told me to finish, which let that be a word to you if you're not sure where to pick up and start today, that God... Um, will almost always, usually, he'll have you finish what he started. I mean, in fact, Philippians 1.6 said, you know, I, I pray with great fervor. I pray for you, and I thank God for you, because I'm, I am assured of this thing, that he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. And we just have to be faithful to, to follow the directions and the orders. Amen? Okay. All right. Well, good. So I thought that I needed to finish Bible school. Um, In fact, sometimes I still think that I need to go back, but I'm still here. Because when I prayed about going back to Ramah versus coming down here, which Dad asked us to come down here and help out with youth back in 2011, 2012, um, I felt like the Lord said to go, they need you. I had no idea what that meant, no idea what was in store. Uh, I'm glad that God doesn't show us everything all at once. I would have tucked tail and run. I had a vision of being the pastor here before we moved, and I knew that was coming one day. But Tulsa was an amazing place. It was a place of uh, community, a place of family, a place of fun. You know, when you're in your 20s, your young 20s, and... uh, Everything is, you know, got silver lining. Everything's golden. It's fun. Remember those days? Some of you, some of you still haven't grown up. I'm looking at YouTube now in the front row. <laughs> um, <laughs> you too. Um, we moved down here, and I quickly discovered that one of the things that was still really near and dear to my heart was to um, have community have a place um, that was enjoyable. And I discovered that 
most of the people, and I want to be careful how I say this, most of the people that I, I knew and I saw, um, especially the younger crowd, couldn't wait to get out of Beaumont. And I just knew that was wrong. Because I'd seen what was possible with hope, with prayer, with life, with godliness, with restoration and redemption. I mean, you see, Tulsa is no accident that they have what they have there. There have been hundreds of years worth of prayers sown there in that city. And, you know, great meetings that have taken place there. Not that they hadn't taken place here. I just knew God wanted to do something more and special here. And so um, it quickly became something that Caitlin and I have tried to live out to the best of our ability, which is like a, a mission to make Beaumont into a place where people want to move to instead of away from. And um, very quickly, it didn't seem quick in my mind, it's taken eight years. Um, this is nine now, so it started last year. I heard people say that they wanted to move here, that God was calling them here. Of course, you know, Carrie was uh, an exception back in 2017. And she called, called me up one day and she said, don't tell Caitlin, but the Lord tell, told me I'm supposed to move back to Beaumont. And just the day before, um, I had prayed and I said, Lord, how are we supposed to fulfill this vision? And he said, I want you to quit asking me for people and start thanking me. I'm going to send them to you. And that's been a word that's been so true for this house and for every uh, member of this family, that for every, every need that you've ever prayed for, quit asking God and start thanking him for the people he wants to send you to fulfill that need. And people are not a commodity. Please don't misunderstand or confuse that, that we are here to use you or that God just wants to use you. He, he just wants community. He just wants family for the benefit of others. And um, one of the things I learned along the way was that Beaumont had a lot of prophecies spoken about it. The, the name Beaumont, for those of you who maybe don't know, means beautiful mountain. But I couldn't see that for the longest time. I couldn't see that God would, want, would be able to take this place and turn it into a beacon of hope. In fact, all I could ever see was the opposite because of Every time I turned around, people couldn't just, they, they couldn't wait to leave. Uh, just repeating the lies of the enemy, you know, bad-mouthing. And um, in frustration, one time I had uh, somebody tell us, you don't, you're not from here, you don't know what people are like. In other words, you don't belong. Go away. We don't want you here. We don't need you here a young person, and um, that really upset me a lot. But I refuse to let go. I refuse to give up because I'm, I'm certain, especially after 2017, when, when God told us that he wanted us to be like Bethel and Elevation and Hillsong, I, I knew in my heart that... Um, it was really going to take a move of God to make that a reality, and we're witnessing it. 
an outpouring like we've never witnessed before. Signs, wonders, miracles, all by the hand of God. Nothing we've orchestrated. I mean, have you not been touched already today? We have prayer every morning, um, every Sunday morning at 9.30 to 10.15. Sometimes um, it goes longer, um, but we, we seldom cut short. And um, this morning, the Lord uh, showed, a, showed me a little vision, and I'm no exception. Um, faith sees quite a lot in the Spirit. So does Christina. Um, we've got quite a few dreamers here even as well, as Joel prophesied and has come to pass on the day of Pentecost. And uh, like Jessica said, um, the time for Pentecost has come, and it never should have stopped. So anyways, this, this little vision God showed me about an open heaven and just an invitation to come up higher and to live in that place. And so all that to say that I believe that it, it's going to take each and every single one of us, from the oldest to the youngest, to accomplish this. Because the reality of this can only exist if we want to make Bowman a place where people want to move to instead of away from, first we have to, we have to begin to believe that and see it in, in ourselves, in a mirror. It starts with you and, you and I because if we don't see the worth in ourselves, that people want to be around us. Uh, a, a community, a, a city, a dwelling place is only as good as the inhabitants. I mean, you you see this in in all of the Old Testament and certainly in the New Testament, that that the the believers, the new believers, actually the apostles, um, and of the church, really, excuse me, that what they had, the reason it was so special is because they gave up everything for others. They saw the value in others, but you have to understand the only possible way for us to see value in others. And I'm telling you biblically, this is in Luke, this is in Matthew. Jesus said, the first and greatest commandment is what? To love. Come on, help me out. The first and greatest commandment is what? Love God. Come on. With everything you've got, your passion, your mind, your strength, your understanding, Work at trying to figure out what it means to love God by loving his word, loving what's precious to him, loving what's near to him. And that's other people, certainly. And which is why he said the second and, and equal commandment, which I don't understand how that works. It's like two sides of the same coin. I don't understand how one and two can be the same thing because they're always different in my mind. But God said the second equal commandment is to love others in the same way that you love who? How do, you, how do you love yourself if you don't see the value in yourself? If you don't see the, the value that Jesus came to give his life for you as an individual. And when you begin to see that value in yourself, you don't say things like, I'm not creative. People that say they're not creative have forgotten that God is a creator and we're made in his image. I'm not trying to pick on anybody here. 
All I'm saying is that we're so special and valuable. No parent in their right mind, and I, and I want to be sensitive to this because I understand that sometimes we're, uh, we make mistakes and say things we shouldn't. And so just give yourself grace, parents, grandparents. You know, sometimes kids forget. Sometimes we forget the power of our words. But all that to say that um, no person in their right mind ever devalues a child. We ought not to devalue God's children. And that starts with ourself. We are God's children. Don't forget that parents, old and young, together, we are God's children and we are so uniquely valuable. You are made in God's image, and you are creative as could ever be because we are made in his image. As a crea- He's a creator. Therefore, we must be creative. Amen. Amen. Okay. Good. So um, from Beaumont uh, to Lumberton to Mid County, God wants to make this place a beacon of hope. And it starts with you and I starts with you and I um, seeing the value in ourselves and other people and the value where we live. Try to um, understand this, folks, that Boma is a very strategic location in our country. We are really um, near to the port. We're really near to uh, cross uh, state um, highways as well, um, Houston. And you might ask the question, Why? Um, I know I did. It's like, why do you want to do that here? Why me? Don't don't, uh, raise your hand now. I get it. He uses the foolish things to confound the wise. Okay. Why not? If, if, If God can use a donkey... I mean, if, if God can use, you know, rocks to cry out. Since God has used Australia, I mean, that's not a friendly place. Hillsong is a beacon of hope to the world. Um, Elevation was uh, founded in uh, a city in Carolina that's come to my mind. That was where churches went to die. People started churches there and they didn't last. People would come up to Stephen Furtick and tell him all the time, don't unpack your bags. I mean, what a, what a thing to say to somebody who's heard from the Lord to do something. And, and that community of believers has, you know, touched so many people's life. Um, Bethel is certainly um, no exception with their healing rooms. Maybe you've never heard this before, but God's used their healing rooms to um, work miracles. Um, metal plates dissolving, metal, metal dissolving in people's body. Cancer disappearing. I mean, bones straightening out, people's bodies straightening out. I mean, uh, what does God want to do here? And why not here? If it's, If we live for his glory 
and, and that is certainly one of the reasons Jesus came. He said, I came to glorify my Father. And we're here to establish the kingdom of heaven on, on, on earth as it is in heaven. Why not? Why, why not become somebody in your company that others aspire to become like? They're like, where do these guys live? And they're doing those kind of numbers there. And when they call to ask you the question, you just say it's the Lord. And here's here's the here's the the bullet points to get there. I start here, and I let him you know take the lead. Why not here? Because since this is all to bring in the last great harvest, the billion soul harvest. Come on, how many of you guys believe in the, the prophecy for the billion soul harvest? That God wants to, to usher in a billion souls into his kingdom. How many of you guys believe that, that um, what Peter said, God, God's not slow. You, you think that he's slow when it comes to bringing his word to pass. No, he desires that none should perish. He wants to use sons and daughters, mothers and fathers, grandmothers and grandfathers, from the oldest to the youngest. And we witnessed it a couple of weeks ago, if you weren't here we saw um, nine-year-olds going around laying hands on people, prophesying. Little kids getting healed, giving their life to Jesus. Just, just doing it, just being a part. Not forced. They were compelled. We're witnessing something spectacular, supernatural, so special. To bring in the last great harvest. Start with you and I being born into the family of God. You have to understand that this is all really simple. Try not to make it more complicated than it is. Jesus said we must become born again. The reason is because God wants a family. We can't be, we can't belong to God's family unless we're born again. And that's the salvation message. I would encourage you as we go forth today into the holiday season to ask yourself the question, what it means to be born again, what it means to live that out, and what it means to witness to others to the truth of being born again to God's family, not Trinity, not your belief system, not your preferences, your personalities or opinions, certainly though, not those. Everybody's got one of those, a nose, an opinion. What does it mean to be born again into the family of God? It's, it's can't, it can't be about my or yours or any of ours. It's all about his. We have to keep that point so prominent, especially in these last days. Secularism, godlessness has run rampant within um, believers personal lives for a long time. Crawling off the altar cannot be an option anymore. Oh, come on. It's your quiet in this life-filled room. We cannot permit our life to become more important than what he gave for us. I know the cost. Fasting and praying is not convenient for anybody. 
But Jesus paid the price, which was certainly inconvenient. If we want to follow him, we must be willing to lay down our life, pick up our cross, and follow him. If. I I believe that just a few points to being God's family um, maybe begin in uh, Romans 12, verse 3, which says that through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, say, that's me, me. not to think of himself or herself more highly than you ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. You may have more faith than others, but let's reread that. Don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to. Would you go to the um, Passion, Christy, the same verse? The Passion translation is certainly a, a wonderful one. Um, talking about pride here, I would ask each of you to be emptied of self-promotion, not to create a self-image of your importance. Instead, honestly assess your worth by using your God-given faith as the standard of measurement. And then you'll see your true value with an appropriate self-esteem. God's word is our mark. Amen. The 16th verse of the same chapter continues speaking of this. um, Live happily together in a spirit of harmony. Go, Go back to the New King James Version. Almost identical words here. Be of the same mind toward one another. How do we operate and live in the same mind towards others when they are so different than us? Believers, lovers of Jesus. Well, go back to verse 3. Don't think of yourself as more important than them. I, I, I get that you think you're right. I think I'm right a lot. But being right isn't the objective. Love is the objective. And, and, and you say, but there's a contradiction there. Love and caring for other people contradict each other because they must know the truth. And truth oftentimes is so subjective, even though Jesus is not. He's objective. Truth in its... Um, form cannot be subjective. It has to be objective. There are so many different sides to the Lord, though. And it's important that we don't forget the side that others see and think that what we see is more important than what they see. Does that make sense? You know, they vote different, right? They uh, share things that differ from my opinion. They think differently than me. How many of you guys have ever thought different than other people? Every single one of us, all the time. But something that's so important that we don't forget in these last days is that we don't have to see eye to eye with other people to walk hand in hand. 
Don't forget the command to live in harmony with other believers. In um, uh, the 16th verse here that talks about that, be of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind high on things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Repay no one uh, for evil. Have regard for good things in the sight of men. And if it's possible, as much as depends on who? Not me. He's wrong. As much as depends on you, 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 you big person, <laughs> you big head, you big God love you so much with all your, all your tendencies. As much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all men, all people. Um, Jesus said in Matthew 5, 9, uh, this chapter of the Bible, for, for the record, these Matthew 5, 6, and 7 are just absolutely um, amazing words to live by. Matthew 5, 9, uh, this is a Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes. And Jesus said, blessed are the who? Not a, and, and don't mistake this with a peacekeeper, somebody who just pretends. Mm, don't be a pretender. I'm not saying you have to be perfect. We all, we all say things that, that hurt other people sometimes. Just make it up. Do the right thing. He said, blessed are the peace. Somebody help me out with that last part. Makers. Are you a maker of peace this season? Ruffling feathers doesn't make peace. It does the opposite. I, I, I'm not, I don't want to be, um, you know, I don't want to step on your toes more than I'm stepping on mine. Please don't try to think that I'm, I'm perfect. Caitlin's heard me open my mouth more times than once yesterday or today. But he said this, he said, they're going to be called the who? The sons of God, the children of God. You know, something that makes God's family so unique and so special is, is, Words like these, well, they're so different. They go over there. They drink that. And you, Mr. Self-Righteous, when nobody's looking? You know, there's a funny passage in Scripture, a few different ones that talk about the heart, how God sees the heart. I like um, what Jason said. I'm getting a little off, but last week he said, you know what's so challenging about ourself is that we judge others actions while judging our own intentions it's just something to be cautious about especially as we enter into this season people intend well so many times what's needed is to walk hand in hand with others don't don't break the fellowship um psalms 133 verse 1 How good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in what? Somebody help me out with that last word. Unity. Jess said, um, you can either be the answer to Jesus' prayer in John 17. How many of y'all know what prayer I'm talking about? Wave your hand at me. John 17. All right. 
that tells me that enough of you don't know that we need to talk about it for just a second. Jesus prayed this prayer in John 17. There's only a few prayers in the Bible that are recorded of Jesus. Is it okay if I keep talking a little bit, guys? You all doing okay? John 17, uh, this is before Jesus goes to the cross. And um, he says that I pray that they would all be one, talking about believers, as I and my Father are one. Hand in hand, folks. We're all going the same direction. And it's now. Eternity doesn't start when we quit this life and enter into the next. We are here together forever, whether you like it or not. It's better that you learn to like people now instead of later. Ooh, he just said that. I'm just, I'm reminded of what heaven looks like. Every tribe, every tongue, every nation gathered together in what? To adore the Lamb. I've learned that the more I adore Jesus, the easier it is to let go of what people say and think. And to remember, there's something that's so much more important. Craig Groeschel said this many years ago. He said, you know, what divides us is more. There are more things that divide us. It's true. It's just the truth. It's not fun or friendly. But what unites us, the name of Jesus, is stronger than what divides us. And we can do infinitely more together than we can do apart. And what is the goal of us together? Bringing others into the family of God. Not this family alone necessarily. I'm not saying that God's vision isn't to to multiply and make room for one more. That's something we're pretty fond of saying. You might have seen it on our website or on uh, Instagram, on a t-shirt. There's always room for one more because it's the truth of God's kingdom. There's always room for one more. It's never, it's not complete without you or without them. And so I, I, I want us to make sure that as we're heading into this season, um, and, and Becky's going to uh, teach a wonderful message on uh, the covenant of Jesus. Maybe we'll do communion next week. How about that? Um, how that relates to family. You're not going to want to miss next week. How it all ties us together, the blood of Jesus that we, we stay focused on this. It's the blood of the Lamb. It is His sacrifice. It is His life that it laid down. And when we make that our central focus, when we live in adoration, come on, oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Oh, come, let us adore Him. Not presents. Not a, not the tree. Not the the goodies. Keep Christ in Christmas. This is not a political message. So a couple of the other things I've learned to actually walk this out practically. You're looking for steps to take this week. You're looking to uh, figure out how you can love your neighbor. Sometimes life can seem pretty uh, intimidating. Witnessing to other people. Ella, you like talking to people at school about Jesus. Where do you start? Sometimes it's hard to know. You want to tell people about Jesus. And sometimes, man, you just get all excited. And you'd be like, what's wrong with you? Don't you know God loves you? What you doing? Throwing your life away, going to hell. Okay, that was a little bit intense, right? You see what I'm saying? 
You, don't, you want the best for other people. Um, it's easy, it's easy to, to think or say something like that because you know the damage that it can, it can take. Okay, I'm getting off. Okay, where to start? What are some practical steps? I'm glad you asked. Here's, here's, some, here's a couple things. Um, start by caring about what other people care about. But what they care about is wrong. Well, maybe not, not the, the things necessarily, but what about, what about their family? What about walking with somebody through a hard situation? What about caring about what they care about? Maybe just remembering their, their kids or their grandkids' names. Hey, how, how are they doing? You know, that's what I'm learning is most important to people is their people, their family, their kids, their grandkids, and even pets. You know, you know how how can I love people on purpose? How can I practically love my neighbor? I mean, take their trash out to the street for them. You know, take care of the yard. I mean, you can maybe you don't have time to do that, but you could pay to get it done. I I know this is kind of out there on on a limb on a on a branch you don't want to walk on. I don't like to either. I you know it's uncomfortable. But where do you start? I mean. Try to begin by remembering their names. If you don't know their names, man, get them some cookies. Nobody's going to, nobody's going to, most people are going to not slam the door on your face. You the plate of cookies or brownies, cake, cookie cake. I mean, you show up with a box of crumble cookies. My neighbor did. She said, welcome to the neighborhood. I thought, God bless you. Crumble cookies? That's how you know the Lord has his eye on the sparrow, Shut up, bye bye. Come on, Jesus. You can't help but rejoice when you see cookies. I, I wrote her name down. I have a note in my phone that has the names of the neighbors of, on every four sides of me. Even these two. Just kidding. I, don't rem- I remember their names. <laughs> we walk over to their house at least once or twice a day. But, you know. When we talk about the harvest and preparing to bring people into the harvest, there's got to be a place, a family, not just a building, but a family where they can belong to. And, and the question, and, and please understand that I'm very sensitive when I say this, the question we have to ask ourselves is, are we that family of God that people want to come and be around? Because if we're not then I have to wonder whether our prayers are in vain. I love, um, I'm going to leave it there. So the practical steps we, we need to do is to care about that. What's important to other people? And if you don't know that the answer, then you might have forgotten the main point here. People are on the heart of God this season. Okay. One thing I, one of the other things I wrote down this week, and I'm, I'm going to start wrapping up here, Colin, um, is that uh, we ought to believe in others even when they don't believe in themselves. You know, more than anything else in this world, people need um, somebody to believe in them. You know, coaches or sponsors. 
I needed a father in my life when I didn't know it. I needed a mom in my life because I'd forgotten what that was like. And people need brothers and sisters. They need grandmas and grandmas, you know, uh, grandfathers. You know, you may not have grandkids, but they're all over this room. They're all over this town. Babies running around without people to call on them, without people praying and pleading with God. You know, when I, when I, when I think or thought that things don't make sense, I remind myself of that, of family, and how valuable that is to the heart of God. Because it was like Caitlin, Pastor Caitlin was saying, God didn't wait till the next day to find Adam and Eve. As soon as they, as soon as they were gone from his sight, he said, "Where did you guys go?" And I get it. We can't all be near to everybody all the time, and that's why it's so precious and important that we we do this. We keep the faith. The above all, put on love. It binds us all together. Walk hand in hand with other people. God loves them, and so must you and I. Believe in others when they don't believe in themselves. You're going to get through this. Come on, can you just open up yourself to hear those words today? Don't just receive them for yourself, though. Don't just hear this truth of God's word that would set you free. Because it's, it's for others. If you haven't gone to see the, 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 um, the movie about the chosen, it's for others. They must hear. They must know. Even when we didn't believe in ourselves, even when we were lost, God hadn't given up on us. Be like your Father in heaven. Matthew 5, back to Matthew Uh, towards the end of the chapter in verse 43. Jesus was uh, teaching culturally at this point. He said, your forefathers, your ancestors, your family were taught to love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. Pray for people who spitefully use you and persecute you. That you may be God's family. That you may be sons of your Father in heaven. If you don't want to be a son, if you don't want to love people who use you and bless you, I want to pray for you today because I want to pray that God comes near to your heart. Yeah, prayer partners, would you come forward? Because to be a child of God is the most wonderful thing that you could ever possibly do. To love other people and to bless them that spitefully use you and who curse you and who say bad things about your mama 
is absolutely imperative in these last days because he said, when you do this, you are like your Father in heaven. He makes the sun to rise on those who do wrong, the evil, and on the good. He sends the rain on the just and the unjust. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. God, let your kingdom come. Father, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. We're all in need of something. What this world is longing for is children of God, sons and daughters, those who understand their full potential, who have not lost and forgotten their purpose, that we are God's children. We are salt and light of the earth. Blessed are the peacemakers. If you're in need of peace, please come. Don't leave today. They're ready for you to pray with you. Ephesians 5.1 says this. Guys, if you're in need of, of love, of anything, come. The altars are open. We're happy to pray with you. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. If you've forgotten your purpose today, don't leave the same. If you, if you messed up, don't leave in shame and condemnation. Leave liberated. Leave set free. Leave full of hope. And finally, in little John chapter 3, 1 John 3, 1. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God. Do you know this for yourself? I'd like to pray for you. I'd like to just love on you today. So let's just come to the heart of the Father and worship. Would you stand and worship? He's worthy. Guys, if you're in need of prayer to love other people, to be like your Father in heaven, come on, does anybody want to be more like your Father in heaven today? Anybody at all? Do you want to be more like Jesus? Do you want to be more like your Father in heaven? We want to, I want to pray with you guys. Prayer partners are here for you. God so loved the world. Come on, can we just lift our hands in worship? Let's honor the King. Come on. He's the gift given to us.
It's all about Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Worthy is your name, Jesus. You deserve the praise. Worthy is your name. Come on, tell him. Oh, you're worthy. You deserve the praise. Worthy is your name. Come on, we we become what we behold. We behold you, Jesus. You're so worthy. Oh, there's none more worthy. Chains fallen. Deserve praise. Worthy is your name. Worthy is your name. Jesus. You deserve praise. Worthy is your name. Come on, tell him. Worthy is your name. Come on, just look at him. Praise. Come on. We're staying on the altar right here, guys. crown him with many crowns we adore you Jesus you're the only one worthy worthy is your name worthy is your name Jesus you deserve the praise come on there he is worthy is your name worthy is your Worthy 
Jesus, you deserve praise.